the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. How you doing? It's the Tim DeMoss Show you have stumbled across, and we hope that you won't regret it. I don't think you will. Exciting program today. It's our famous Friday show. Why? We never really know, but it usually turns out that way. And in this case, we have an inkling. Not just one, but two members of the Doobie Brothers are going to be joining us. They're actually touring the area. And uh, founding members Tom Johnston going to be joining us in a few minutes. And then later in the hour, Patrick Simmons also going to be chatting with us, talk about their music, and uh, have a couple questions up my sleeve I know I want to throw at them. And uh, also, we're having Rob Motti, who is the head writer for the Associated Press for the Phillies, joining us from Clearwater, Florida. Day one, the first full day of Bryce Harper mania settling in, and we'll catch a vibe of what's going on in training camp there. We also have some giveaways to do for Duncan and Wawa, as we usually do, and uh, probably a couple other things, too. We have our Now That's Punny segment to do as well. Joe, you have the sound effects queued up and ready to roll? Okay, good. So we're going to need those. Uh, first, forecast calling for uh, an interesting evening, maybe a little more precipitation. We had that last night in the wee hours, and this morning was uh, a bit tough for folks. 32 the low tonight, then kind of rainy and cloudy off and on all weekend. High around 42 both tomorrow and Sunday. You upset about the forecast, Joe? <laughs> sorry about that. All right. Well, yeah, sorry. So, anyhow, a case. Uh, Flyers lost last night. They were crying a bit. 4-3 to Columbus. They'll try and get back on track tonight against New Jersey on the road. 7 o'clock there. Sixers over Oklahoma City, 108-104. Tobias Harris liking this guy. 32 points for the Sixers. And uh, Jimmy Butler with 20. Ben Simmons a triple-double. And uh, they're home against Golden State tomorrow night. That's going to be a show. 8 o'clock. And the Phillies, of course, signing Bryce Harper with that big contract. And, uh, again, we'll talk with Rob Motti a little later on in the hour for that. Something I've been mentioning, uh, just so you know, one way we like to give away the Duncan and Wawa gift cards that we do is through our text line, which is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-DOVE. So if you would like to get yourself in the running, just send one text one time. Then we'll keep it on file, and uh, maybe you won't win today, but maybe two weeks from now you will. So might as well just get in the mix, and hopefully we'll pick your name out to win. We also do phone calling in, which we'll probably do this hour as well. But if you want to get yourself in, just ask for three things. First and last name. I'd rather know it's Joe Smith than just Joe. Um, secondly, where you're from, like what town you're from. And lastly, if you have a preference, you can put W or D for Wawa or Duncan, and then I'll know. If you don't care, you can maybe put them both. I do need there to be something in there. Otherwise, I'll just have a text with nothing in it. Fair enough? I think so. Uh, let's do a short break, and then we'll come back. We have, uh, I mentioned one of the two Doobie brothers going to be calling in, talking Tom Johnston, one of the founding members. He'll be coming up here in just a couple of moments, and we'll continue rolling from there. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com.
You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com, coming through the area a couple of different times on tour. The uh, Doobie Brothers, and they've done a bunch of songs over the years, sold millions and millions of albums. They even have what's called a Diamond album, which is 12 million copies of one of theirs. Uh, those are the greatest hits. And then one of our guests this hour, Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers, checking in for a few minutes. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Thank you for taking a little time to chat. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're excited to, to know you're coming through the area twice, really, uh, in the spring. Just the, the Doobies uh, headline tour, and then you're also with uh, Carlos Santana later in the year. So, uh, mm-hmm, Yeah, we are going to have a busy spring and summer. Yeah. And it's already been busy anyway, because we're working on a new batch of songs to come out this year, and we've already done a... Um, a two-night show at the Beacon Theater in, in New York that where we did full album shows, something we'd never tried before. And they uh, filmed and recorded that, so that'll be coming out as well in DVD and CD and I believe some vinyl. And that'll be followed by brand new music uh, a couple of months later. That sounds great. How did been busy. <laughs> it sounds like it. What led to doing the, the uh, full album shows? Was that something you'd been thinking about trying out for some time or...? We've never done that before, and it was actually suggested to us. We didn't come up with the idea. I have to give uh, Mitch Rose a credit for that at CAA. But um, it was it was really a lot of fun to do. It was a lot of work, I will say that, because you play them in, in the sequence that the album was put out in. In other words, so you play the album the way it came out. You don't play a regular show the way you would sequence songs in a normal set. And that makes for some interesting uh, combinations of tunes. But the other thing was learning a lot of songs that we had never played uh, live. And so that was interesting as well. And it just turned out to be a lot of fun to do. And it, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of, uh, a lot of fun to do, and the crowd loved it. So I, I think it, it, it's a fun thing for people to see and hear. And, and as far as you know, that is something eventually the rest of us could enjoy, uh, you know, at some point it'll be produced and ready for, for purchase. Yeah, I, uh, it should be out, I'm guessing, and I don't know this. Probably, I've been told, somewhere around June. Okay. I, I would think for <laughs> anyone... As far as the, the brand new stuff, that'll come out after that comes out. I would think anybody who, uh, who's who been a fan of the Doobie Brothers for any length of time would love to have another way to experience and enjoy the music. So that sounds like a really cool idea. I'm glad that you did that. I, uh, But then you have the headline tour coming up. In, in our part of the area, you're in Englewood, New Jersey, April 9, Lancaster on the 10th of April, and Baltimore on the 12th. So technically, mm-hmm. folks could... Yes, we will. Well, uh, we'll be yeah. coming through town and doing a full-length set. Okay. And we're looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've played some of these places, and it'll be fun to go back and revisit yeah. and see the people. And then when we get done, at the end of that tour, we'll be at Jazz Fest in New Orleans and playing there, which is a kick. And then we have a month and a half off, and we go out with Carlos for two months. That's great. What, what, would, what would folks be in, in store for? Have you had a chance to think too much uh, or much about the tour that's coming through in, the, in April, how you might put that together? We're going to get together in Nashville. All our equipment's in Nashville. We're going to get together and rehearse for three days and build the set. We try to keep it familiar yet change it up every year. Just It's fresh for us that way, and it's fresh for the crowds as well. 
And, um, you know, we try to put together the best set we possibly can so everybody have a really great time. Here's something that they want to hear. Maybe here's something they didn't expect to hear. And, uh, and all the way around, just make it a good show. The, the Doobie Brothers, of course, have had so many big songs over the years. Uh, do you have one or two that you enjoy, just uh, even if you've played it many, many times, that you enjoy playing live, that musically speaking, even more than the others? Uh, there are songs that I personally love to play, and then there are the songs that the crowd goes nuts for. <laughs> you know, some of the songs that I'm referring to might be uh, probably album cuts, they're yeah. not hits. I just like playing them. Sure. Um, like Dark Eyed Cage Woman or something like that, or we just started playing uh, Cottonmouth. Well, that was because of the album show. We had never played it before, and it was really fun. Okay. Listen to music, China Grove, Blackwater. The crowd loves it every night. So every night I love those songs for that reason. I mean, even though we played them all these years and played them a million times, they're new every time you get in front of a crowd and they're up singing with you. It just makes it worthwhile. It's so great. Yeah. And uh, after all these years, uh, we're, just, we're chatting with Tom Johnston of the uh, Doobie Brothers. Uh, you look back over all these years. Uh, have you had, would you describe your, your career in music as very like steady in terms of why you do it, why you love it? Has it changed much for you? Or you know, how would you describe the path for you overall and why you still do what you do? Number one, it's, you know, I'm a musician, a songwriter, and I'm still writing, so um, still playing. Uh, I think it's pretty much all about touring and interacting with crowds. I think that's the high point of it for the whole band, is getting out there, putting your best out, and having the crowd give it back. And when that happens, that's magical to me, and I think everybody else feels the same way. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it just it's an ongoing thing. You don't ever think about, oh, I'm going to hang it up. You don't think about it. It doesn't ever occur to you. You just want to keep on going. And making new music as well, because that keeps it valid and it keeps it fresh. And I think that's important as well. Yeah. Well, and your comment about connecting with the audience, too. That's a, that's an aspect that maybe some bands, you know, they understand it, but it's not what's as important to them as it seems to maybe be for you that, that you have a thoughtful process about why these shows matter to you. And they're not just all the same. It's not just a tour. No, that's that's pretty much the reason you're out there. I mean, if you're just going to get out there and play and not paying attention to who you're playing for, then yeah, it's kind of not the reason to be doing this. Yeah. If I could ask one final question for you, I know you have a full day. Um, for those in our audience who are into their equipment, any recommendations, any things you like to use? Uh, this is for gearheads. If I was to go there, I, I've been playing PRSs for years, but in the studio, you know, might use everything from a Les Paul to a Strat to the PRS. Amplifiers, any one of many. So, okay. you know, we started out playing on little Fender Bandmasters and stuff, and through the years went to every kind of amplifier you can think of, and that sort of continues to go on. That's great. Well, thank you for taking time. It's really a privilege to talk to you today, and have a wonderful rest of your day. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Tom Johnston. The Doobie Brothers are coming through the area a couple of tours this year. Also looking forward to having Patrick Simmons joining us near the end of our program. In between, Rob Motti checking in from Florida from Frilly Spring Training. A lot more going on. Stay close for all the rest of our fun and contesting we're doing. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going!
Where was I? The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. She slips in, trying to fade into the faces. The girl's teasing laughter is carrying farther than they know. Farther than they know. But if we are the body... WFIL.com. It's Casting Crowns, a song called If We Are the Body. You can catch Casting Crowns in concert, perhaps, should you win our Casting Crowns getaway giveaway, a trip for two to Minneapolis to see them in concert in April. 
There's also a trip for two to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. as part of the contest. There's also Casting Crowns' Only Jesus CD or a complete Casting Crowns CD library. A lot of opportunity there. Just go to WFIL.com, click on the Casting Crowns Getaway Giveaway banner, and get yourself in the mix for that. Just a little story for you uh, about that song. Uh, that was, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time now, but that song, I think, was the first song that Casting Crowns released a number of years ago. And when it came out at first, I didn't like it, not because it like the music, but the message was saying, basically, if, if we're the body, how come his hands aren't healing? How come stuff's not happening, basically? And I tend to be, if I can, a little more on the, I want to call it the gracious side. Like, I like to think, well, there is stuff happening. It feels like a big, broad brush we're painting with here, are we not? You know, if why aren't his hands healing? Oh, I'm trying. How about you? Are you trying? Like, you're trying to make a difference in the world? So I didn't like it for that reason. I had a chance to talk uh, talk with Mark Hall, the lead singer of Casting Crowns, about it in Nashville one time, briefly. And it was actually a very good exchange. And he just said he, he saw it a little bit differently. And I come to appreciate uh, the fact that there probably are quite a bit of folks in the world who would call themselves Christians who are not really doing anything uh, in fact, I've made reference to this uh, several times, and I, I bring it up again. I have a good friend of mine who's planned to uh, come in and hang out with us in studio who uh, grew up with me in the same church, same sermons, same youth groups, same everything, but he hasn't embraced Christianity, although he parts of him, he would tell you he would like to. Uh, but his biggest thing is saying, I don't understand how the body of Christ can call itself uh, you know, Christians, but, the, but the, it doesn't seem to make a difference in how they're living. It, it's more about ideology or who they voted for or something like that. And I was like, okay, I can believe that. I can, I can understand there are probably people, myself included, need to get a kick in the pants, get off your couch or go do something. Don't worry about comfort so much in your life or, or taking care of you. But uh, if you looked at your life, and not that we're trying to, because you can't earn God's favor or, or work your way to heaven, but is there a part of your life that's, uh, that's uh, reflective of, you know, I mean, it should be hopefully your whole life, but you know what I'm saying? There should be evidence that it matters that you're a follower of Christ and not just, uh, it's not a philosophy. It's not a religion. It's not uh, an, uh, an argument you're trying to win with somebody else. It really should play into how you uh, love and live your life very much. So with God's uh, direction and his spirits leading. So in any case, that's uh, that, that song specifically comes to mind both in the original story. And as uh, I was just messaging with my friend, uh, his name's David uh, yesterday about it uh, and the whole idea of, uh, in fact, I said, Look, your point may be valid, but don't forget, and this even goes along with all the stuff happening in the church and you see stuff in the headlines, that the leaders in our church, and sometimes some of our leaders in some churches, may not be doing so well. They may not be the best examples. But that said, the founder of the church, Christ himself, is doing pretty well. So deal direct. You know, don't let, you don't have to carry the hypocrisy you see in the world on your back when you're trying to decide whether Christ is worthy of following or not. That would be impossible. You know, so we are writing back and forth about that. I, I'm, you know, he, I love talking with him. We write mostly through Facebook. I'm like, I don't want to use all our show up, you know, through our messaging. Come on the show. Let's talk. Because I really do want to hear. One of the reasons I'd like to have him on is what is your perception? What do you see? How do you think? And uh, again, not to win an argument it has nothing to do with that. So uh, anyhow, we're hoping to have that happen soon. Uh, that all said, one of the things we do on our fine broadcast, if you're just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. We like to 
give stuff away. Brian or Chevrolet in Schenkentown has been kind enough to provide us uh, with some support to give out gift cards to Duncan and Wawa. We do that many different ways, and one is just by calling in. So if you're interested, 800-560-WFIL. Give a quick call, 800-560-9345 right now, and you can uh, pick if you want one from Wawa or from Duncan. It's up to you, 800 560 9345. We'll take a random caller to win. Also, come back with Rob Motti, who is going to be checking in from Clearwater, Florida. Phillies are having spring training. We'll get an update with how things are going there, especially in the aftermath of uh, Bryce Harper's big signing yesterday. And a little later on in the hour, looking forward to Tom, um, uh, Patrick Simmons of the Doobie Brothers checking in. And we'll uh, hear what they're doing with their tour. And also, I have a, the song Jesus is Just All Right. Uh, certainly a, a song that folks know from the Doobie Brothers. I want to chat with him about that, too. I've always had a, an interest in where that came from and, and their their take on it. So we'll talk to them about that, too. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It is 431, Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. We need to make a winner of a Wawa Duncan gift card, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Who's this? My name is Greg. Hi, Greg. Where are you from? I'm from Whiting, New Jersey. Thanks for listening, and thanks for calling. You're a winner. Oh, wow. Excellent. Thank you. Congratulations. Sure thing. You have a preference, uh, Duncan versus Wawa? Oh, Wawa, definitely. Okay. In fact, I'm sitting in front of Wawa right now eating. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could just... Listening to your radio station. Send it right through the phone line. But no, well, this will be for round two next week, okay? Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for listening in. Have a wonderful weekend. Any plans for you? Uh, nothing yet, no. Okay, well, good. Take it easy as, see as it comes. Bring an umbrella. That's so supposed to be raining. What do I do now to get my card? Oh, we're going to mail it to you. So I'll put you on hold, and Joe will take your okay. info down, and we'll mail it out to you. Excellent. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening in. We'll uh, maybe do one more before the hour is through if we have time. Also, text yourself in the running, 610-500-DOVE. First and last name, where you're from, and then D or W for your preference for Duncan or Wawa. And uh, we'll draw a text winner line at, at minimum before the hour's over. Again, 610-500-DOVE. And once you're in the hat, you're always in the hat. So uh, you don't have to do it many times. We've got a number of folks who have already done it, and they're still in. They'll always be in. Uh, let's see. Forecast calling for uh, kind of basically a rainy weekend. Uh, 42 or so the high both tomorrow and Sunday with clouds a good chunk of the time. Maybe a little sun, but rain expected throughout off and on. Flyers lost 4-3 to Columbus in overtime last night. They'll try and get back on track at New Jersey tonight at 7. Sixers over Oklahoma City last night, 108-104. Ben Simmons with a triple-double. New guy uh, Tobias Harris been part of the team for a couple of weeks now. 32 points. The Sixers are home against Golden State tomorrow night. Steph Curry and the, uh, Kevin Durant and the, the crew come in town. That should be a good game at 8 o'clock start for that. And, of course, the Phillies signing Bryce Harper to a 13-year, $330 million contract. It's a lot of dough, a lot of cabbage, a lot of cash money. And uh, in Clearwater with the Phillies checking in for all things Bryce and all things nice, head writer for the Associated Press, Rob Motti, also with the show Faith on the Field. Hey, Rob, how you doing, man? Hey, Timmy, how are you? I hope uh, the snow's not too bad back there in uh, the Philly area. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. It would, it would, like, the over-under on how long it would take for you to gloat because you're in Clearwater. I saw the picture on Facebook today. 
gorgeous, huh? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's uh, about 79 degrees today, so it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> I don't use the word hate very often, but no. Uh, I hope you're <laughs> having a great time. So what's it like in the, uh, the this aftermath, if you will, of Bryce Harper signing? Uh, uh, people, the, the shock settling in uh, and the players are getting excited? Yeah, there's a lot of buzz. There was a, there was already a lot of buzz because of the acquisitions the Phillies made in the uh, offseason. Uh, Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon, Dave Robertson, and JT Romuto. But this is on uh, another level. Bryce Harper has that uh, charisma, has that appeal, that star power, and uh, fans are excited. Everyone in the stadium is excited. The players, it was interesting to see even veteran players are still kind of like Andrew McCutcheon's been around for a while, and he's new to the team, but he was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm pretty pumped <laughs> to see this happen. So uh, everybody is just now anticipating his arrival, which I believe is going to be today. Uh, he should get his physical tomorrow, and there could be an introductory news conference as early as Saturday. Okay, and the thought might be just to take it from there, maybe take the field uh, a day or two later, give him a chance to find his locker and get everything in order. Yeah, I, I, he might take a little longer before he plays in a, his first game. He might he might take because it's it's still early in camp. Um, it might take him five days. I, I don't know how much he's been swinging down there in Vegas. So there, I don't think there's going to be any rush to get him into game action. He'll be ready to go opening day. So rather than rush him now and risk maybe a hamstring or groin or any kind of injury, I think they'll take it easy with him. And, and I, I know this. I'm pretty sure that first game will be in Clearwater, not a road game somewhere. Yeah, yeah, very good. Rob Motti checking in, works with the Associated Press, uh, written for them for many, many years. And uh, just your your thoughts on the whole thing, just bringing Bryce to Philly. Uh, you know, I I know yesterday when I heard the news, I'm like, I remember when I was a kid and Philly signed Pete Rose, and, you know, that was like put them over the top as a kid. I was 12, the feeling. So, uh, you know, I'm not 12 anymore, but it's still exciting. I think this is a franchise-defining moment, perhaps. You know, they don't happen all that often. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, and th- this is a move they had to make, I think, more from the standpoint of marketing and selling tickets, and, and we saw that result in 100,000 ticket sales in the first few hours on Thursday when the news was announced, than necessarily on the field. On the field, he translates into four wins if you go by war and all the projections, but beyond that, they, they with all the moves that they had made, uh, talking to the fans on, on 97.5, the Fanatic, people were not rushing to the box office to buy tickets or go order online or however they get their tickets nowadays. They were waiting for a star, and they kind of backed themselves into a corner where they had to get a star after John Milton made the comment about spending stupid money. Well, he did spend stupid money, but he kind of did it smartly in that if they extended the contract over 13 years, it's a lower average annual value, and it leaves them in a position where they could go out and sign other guys, whether it's this year or next offseason, acquire them at the trade deadline. They're not going to be up against that luxury tax just yet. Yeah, and from a business standpoint, you know, it's a lot of money, $330 million, but these guys aren't dumb. I mean, they, they've had to set, sit down and, and figure out the math, what's it worth in ticket sales. All the other contracts, we're not privy to the information, the deals they have with with uh, the food vendors, all the how that all works. Even if he doesn't produce you know, the second half of the contract compared to the first because he's getting older or whatever, they have to have factored all that in. They, they're not just going to be like, let, let me just write a check right now because I just have to have you. you know, they, they go a lot deeper than that, I'm sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. You're, and you're exactly right. There's so much that's factored into it, whether it's merchandise sales, it's jerseys, it's everything, the excitement. And, and they, will, they will get more fans down to the ballpark. They will get more fans watching. And, and it just the, the, the value – 
of having a guy like Bryce Harper uh, is immeasurable. And he's and, and you know what? He is a good ball player, too. He might not be top five right now, but he has been at various points in his career. So he's got – and coming here to Philly with this lineup surrounding him in that ballpark, he still has a 26 years old. He still has potential to take his game to another level, and he could take that game into a top three player in baseball. Rob Monty, our guest, Associated, Rice, uh, Associated Press, I should say, uh, head writer for many years for the Phillies, also for the Eagles. We've chatted with you a number of times over the past months. Uh, but so on another note, uh, you know, you have a program that you do called Faith on the Field Show, and you have a new announcement because your wife, Remy, has just joined the program, right? So she's yes. <laughs> adding a little... Yeah, yes, she has, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> and and it's, it's pretty exciting with, with, with the, the, the crew that we have there. We didn't really have a way to... Uh, really connect with the female audience because we can't talk from a perspective of a woman, can't talk from a perspective of a mom, a wife, and, and, and the things that they have to deal with separately from what we deal with. And uh, I, I thought she was an ideal fit. Remy is someone who uh, really is thirsty for the word, and she just dives in, just studying, reading, listening to sermons, and she just had so much uh, knowledge and, and so much wisdom and advice, and, and I've already seen it. Uh, reflected in just some of the people who are now paying attention to the show because she's a she's a part of the cast and it, it was pretty extraordinary. I posted this recently. Uh, someone reached out to me, an executive uh, at, at a at a big time national radio uh, company, and he said his wife is an atheist, but she's been following Remy since her days on uh, uh, reality TV, and, and she was interested in in listening to the show. So a few days later, maybe about three, four, five days later, she actually binge listened to a few of the episodes Remy was on. Uh, he called me back, uh, and he said that she now wants to go to church and, and understand what this relationship with Christ that we talk about is all about, because all she'd ever heard about was religion. Isn't that something? Uh, and, yeah, it was, it was incredible. So just to know that you can impact people in, in any way, that, that God can use you, whether it's Remy, whether it's a listener to this show right now, to this interview, God can use you wherever you are. Uh, no matter what platform you have, you have a voice, you have that power. Don't be afraid to be bold and share your faith. Amen. And uh, Rob, just in the last moment or two that we have, just take a second and, and share your little testimony how God got a hold of you. Because for you to be married to Remy, God did a lot in your heart in terms of even how you view women and how you approach that whole aspect of life. Yeah, and I tell everybody every time uh, you and I do this, uh, you, you had such a big part in it, you and, and, and your daughter, uh, Tori Joy, and, and I, I really appreciate that. And I went from being someone who uh, went to church and left God there, left Christ there, and, and just went through the rituals and the traditions of church to uh, really understanding what it meant to be one saved by grace. You were the first person who introduced me to Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, and, and really just surrendering everything, surrendering it all to the Lord. And now I go to a non-denominational church, and, and I understand what it's like to have that relationship with the Lord, so it's not about a religion for me. Uh, and, and from there, I, I've grown into, I tell people I was a fan, I became a follower, and now I'm a disciple for the Lord, doing everything in my power to use every platform that God has blessed me with to be able to share, uh, whether it's my testimony or, or share on the show different topics, and really just try and, and allow God to use me to spread the kingdom best way he can. That's great. And and for folks to find the show, to hear uh, you as well as the, your other co-host, Doug, and uh, Pastor Kyle, and uh, 
also Remy now on the program. Faith on the Field show, they can look up maybe on Facebook. Is that the quickest way to look for it? And then they can go from there? Yeah, or just go to faithonthefieldshow.com and, and they can see every episode. We've got over 70 now. This week we have Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings. I spoke to him at the Super Bowl, and he'll be on sharing. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a really cool show. Also, the lead singer from Sidewalk Prophets, Dave Fry, is on this upcoming episode. So if they go to faithonthefieldshow.com, they will get all the information they need. Well, thanks for taking time to call from your sunny uh, environment there in Clearwater. And uh, take it easy. Enjoy. I'm sure it'll be a, a lovely assignment for you there. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Rob Motti checking in from Clearwater, Philly Spring Training. Philly's excitement level is high now with Bryce Harper added to all the other good players they brought in in the offseason. Should be quite a year. Gonna take a short break, and then we're coming back with Patrick Simmons of the Doobie Brothers. We'll have another giveaway to do before the program's over. WFIL. Now that's a funny segment coming up, too. Joe, you have your sound effects ready? Coming up in our... We'll round out the show with that. All right, coming up here on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 445 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Bringing in Patrick Simmons, founding member of the Doobie Brothers. They sold over 40 million albums. They're coming through the area. A couple of tours in 2019. They have new music out. Thanks for taking time today. Hi, Tim. I'm doing good. Thanks. Thank you for taking time to chat with us today. Likewise. Thank yeah, you. Sure. Well, uh, on the on the musical side, the tour side of things, Special guests on Carlos Santana's tour this summer, which is in New York and Jersey, kind of nearby, in August a few times, especially August 24th in Camden. But long before that, the group's actually out in its own, including kicking off a tour in Englewood, New Jersey, on, on April 9th, and in their Lancaster, April 10th. Maybe you could talk about the tour for a minute and how plans are coming, what folks might be in store for at the uh, April shows. Um, well, no, no doubt we'll be doing uh, some of the songs uh, that we performed at the Beacon Theater we had just did, uh, oh gosh, in the fall, we, we played two nights at Beacon and recorded them. We did uh, the, performed Toulouse Street and The Captain and Me in their entirety, front to back, and, and we recorded them and, and videoed the, the shows. But, uh, you know, we worked up a bunch of songs from that were sort of deep cuts from, well, and the whole albums, actually, but... Uh, yeah. Since we did have to work those songs up, we'll probably end up taking advantage of the fact that we have those to add to our, our live shows now. Probably won't do the entire albums, but we certainly will include some of those songs that maybe we that we had worked up. We worked so hard to get there that uh, we probably got to take advantage of the fact that we got them on hand. So. Yeah, I was going to say, when folks, I don't know if you ever have much chance during your shows to do a little interacting with the audience or take a request, but you have to, people forget, there's so many songs you've done, to stay sharp on all of them, to actually even take requests might be a little bit of a challenge, too, sometimes. Oh, yeah, it took us, you know, really weeks and weeks of rehearsal to to get the songs together uh, for those shows, so now that we've done it, we're for sure we're going to take advantage of, of the fact that we have them. Yeah. I had a flashback yesterday when I was a kid. I was watching an episode of What's Happening with the, with the Doobie Brothers were on an episode or two, weren't they, back in the late 70s, early 80s? Yeah. What, right. what, what led to that? Do you remember the circumstances leading up to that? Because it wasn't so crazy you were on there. The, the, the music had a vibe that could kind of fit. But uh, how, did, how did that come together? Do you remember much of the details? Well, we had a publicist at that time. Um, his name was David Guest. 
Okay. So if anybody knows who David Guest was, he uh, he ended up uh, uh, marrying Liza Minnelli, and uh, he kind of featured himself as a, a promoter, producer. Really, he was our, our, a, a great publicist and, and kind of a crazy, crazy person. Uh, but <laughs> he was friends with the producer uh, for the show and the director. And, uh, you know, he was a great publicist. He did a lot of good things for us, and, and you know, in terms of lining up uh, interesting things for us to, to do. But that he came to us and said, you know, I have this opportunity for you guys to do this TV show. And it's, I was already familiar with the show because I, I used to watch it and I thought it was so funny. Mm. I loved the show. Uh, I never <laughs> would have imagined us performing on the show. But uh, when he brought it to us, I said, oh, I would love to do that. You know, and some of the other guys said, oh, no, that's that's too weird. You know, that, <laughs> Well, I remember I that doesn't sound like something we belong on, and I, I kind of talked everybody into it uh, between myself and David that you know we we should do this, and uh, turned out it was a, a good call that it, you know it's something people will forget about the Doobie Brothers and our music, but they will always remember <laughs> that we. Well, something, we're chatting with Patrick Simmons of the Doobie Brothers, just tuning in now, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL. Uh, I remember Fred Berry, who played Rerun. It's interesting, because I remember him jumping up and down. I think a tape recorder falls out from under his clothes. He's bootlegging your show. You've been doing this for many years. I just thought I'd ask your observations on how things have really changed from being really hard to bootleg to now almost impossible, as far as just embracing it, making it work for you. Was it bothersome to you at first, how things were changing, or...? Um, you know, I don't think we ever really thought about it. I, bootlegging shows was not something that was we would have liked to have happened, you know, back then. And people did do it. You know, they used to record your shows, and the, the quality was so poor that I think, you know, it was embarrassing. Uh, now, uh, you know, people bring their cell phones in and tape songs and put it up on YouTube, and the quality still is horrible. <laughs> So in that regard, it's still kind of embarrassing, but, you know, there really isn't much you can do about it. And I don't get, you know, I don't get hot under the collar about it. I'd let it go. Yeah. When people come to shows, I like them to do whatever, you know, makes them feel good. And, uh, you know, that's kind of our philosophy. We want people leaving our shows feeling better than, than when they yeah. got there. And uh, if that includes taping the show on their iPad or their iPhone, rather, that doesn't bother me, really. WFIL Radio here in Philly's had a long history. Dick Clark, Boss Jocks. It was Top 40. It was AC. It was Country. It's actually currently a Christian station, like mostly churches and pastors, just programs. But leads me to ask just for fun, the question uh, about Jesus is just all right. Originally written by you know, Arthur Reed Reynolds, and then the, a lot of bands covered it. The Birds, you guys did it. Do you remember what went into the decision to cover it, uh, but also release it? Because it wasn't just something that was thrown on your album. Was well, they- you know, we... Um... We used to do it all the time in our, our shows at, before we even had a record or had a recording contract. We were doing playing clubs. Hmm. Um, we worked that song up. It was kind of something I think that that the guys were, you know, Tommy and those guys brought in to do. You know, I, I don't think I brought it into the band. Tommy brought it in, I think, okay. to, to perform. I, I, I was always 
mystified that that, and I had that album, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was the Notorious Bird Brothers or the album, the first album that Clarence White uh, was uh, playing guitar on for the birds, and uh, and I always loved the record, and I I liked the song, and I thought it was so cool, and then uh, we were, here we were playing it, and I thought, God, I love, I love the fact that we're doing it, and it was we kind of did it a little more gospel tinged, I thought, than than the birds it was a little more country, right? And a little more blues gospel kind of a thing, and that's kind of been part of our sound, you know, got that gospel element uh, in our music, uh, kind of, you know, the Chambers Brothers, kind of right. uh, Curtis Mayfield, that kind of stuff. Sure, that's kind of been part of our sound, and. Uh, so when we we did the record, and you know we were speak for myself, I was you know raised a Christian, so I, I could totally identify. Yeah, uh, the fact that we were doing it, I just thought was really cool. And then we and we played these tough biker bars for uh, you know the Hell's Angels and stuff. And I remember we were playing in a club one night in Palo Alto, California, and uh, we played Jesus is just all right in this. Big old Hell's Angel stood up, and he must have been, you know, like, looked seven feet tall to me, but he was a big guy. And he said, hey, I like that song. Play it again. <laughs> and we said, sure, it, <laughs> whatever it, you want. Yeah, but yeah right. Twice, twice in a row, you know, for the guy. <laughs> Patrick, I, well, yeah, when he says so, you you listen, right. Oh, it, and then on a side note, our traffic guy's name is Knucklehead, just as... <laughs> It's a full there you go. So, thanks so much for your time. I know you got a full day. It's really a privilege to talk with you. Hey, thank you, Tim. Nice talking to you, yeah, too. God bless Have you. a great day. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Patrick Simmons of the Doobie Brothers Knucklehead. Uh, John Butterworth, who does traffic for our sister station, WFIL. I just brought that up because uh, we're, on a, we're on a clock here with uh, with Patrick. I'm uh, doing a bunch of interviews today, so I don't want to take him any longer. But uh, Knucklehead is a motorcycle from the 30s, I think it was. I, I did not know that until a listener actually took it upon herself to mail two wonderfully, like these big sweatshirts with the knucklehead motorcycle embroidered on them, one for myself and one for John Butterworth. Again, that was his uh, his nickname, at least for a number of years, and that's how I learned about it. So uh, anyhow, hope you enjoyed our conversation there. And you know, we have just enough time for because our famous Friday show, we usually have our Now That's Punny segment. <clears throat> I think I'm going to crack my knuckles for this. And we have a winner to draw for the Duncan uh, gift card or Wawa. If you have not texted in yet, do so. 610-500-DOVE, by the way. 610-500-3683. First and last name, where you're from, and the letter D if you like Duncan or W for Wawa. And if we draw your name out, we'll mail it to you. Joe, I don't know if you know this, but I know sign language. Comes in very handy. Uh, my son Toby, one time he swallowed some coins when he was little and we had to take him to the hospital. Uh, and then we were checking with the nurses and you know, asked, how's it going? She said, no change yet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Came across, uh, something you might want to read, Joe. It's, uh, it's on Japanese sword fighters. 
fairly lengthy, but I could samurize it for you. <laughs> Come on, I can samurize a long article. That was a good one. A bicycle cannot stand on its own because it's too tired. Just like most of us about this point in the week, I'm ready to go take a long nap. What do dogs do after they finish obedience school, Joe? Of course, they get their masters. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I DJ weddings, but once in a while I actually attend one. And I went to one recently. It was very emotional. Yeah. Even the cake was in tears. Thank you. Enjoy the veal. Tip your waitress. Did you know, Joe, that they're not going to be making yardsticks any longer? They're not going to make yardsticks any longer. (sighs) Wow. That took a while. With the snow this morning, I told my wife it was her turn to shovel and salt the steps. I didn't want to be rude about it, but I was like, you know, let's be fair here. All I got, icy stairs. You know, icy stairs, like what you walk on. Thank you. Thank you very much. And last but not least, uh, I went to uh, Walmart yesterday, and there was a book there about phobias. I was going to buy it, but I was afraid it wouldn't help me. I was afraid the book on phobias wouldn't help. <laughs> Joe's looking at me like, hey, play the crying one. My kids like the crying one. Where's the baby? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a winner in our household. Thank you, Joe. And congratulations to uh, Ray in Philadelphia. We draw him off the text line. He's going to pick up a gift card to Wawa or Duncan. i got to find his entry, but he's in our mix here. Nice job. Uh, Ray, congratulations to you. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Podcast of our program up usually within the next hour or so. Have a great weekend, and uh, we turn things over now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.